My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. <laughs> brain's splitting off in so many different directions <laughs> that no one has the answers to. <laughs> my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I finish series. We only we only we yeah. only cover the last four episodes of anything. Last four issues, four episodes, four movies. That's all we do. We finish stuff. It's the only series, uh well no, I guess we finished Deadly Genesis. Yeah. Which is a mini series, mm-hmm. but this is the only series we've done because New X Men kept going. On. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh much this is the, the last two issues of ecstatics. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is ecstatics versus the Avengers. Um, do you want to catch us up with what's been happening so far, Gary? Well, Dupe, our big green guy, uh, Thor threw a Mjolnir into him and his brain exploded. And uh, the ecstatics and the Avengers are off to go get it. And we're in this series of like one-on-one kind of mashups between mm-hmm. the characters, contrasting the ecstatics and the Avengers, trying to get the brain. And to save Dupe's life and maintain control of Dupe. So far, we've had Captain America versus um, the Anarchist. Anarchist. And we've had mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch versus uh, Dead Girl. Um, mm-hmm. And that leads us into Vivisector versus Hawkeye. Um, and a, yep. a very fun issue, I think. I, I like this a lot. Uh, yeah, this before, stuff's funny. Before we get too far into this, uh, let's remind the folks at home that uh, since we're wrapping this up, we are going to do a feedback episode. So if you have mm-hmm. uh, thoughts or questions for us regarding ecstatics or any of the stuff we've covered in the podcast, um, just let us know. Uh, you can go to daysoffuturecast.com slash contact. You can DM us on Twitter. You can send me a DM personally on Twitter at JG Greer. Um, I'll, I'll track all that stuff down. Don't send them to Gary because Gary has no idea where I store this stuff and it'll just get lost. Yeah, I'll forget. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got, he's got a cask that I don't look into. <laughs> so. Yeah. No Gary's allowed. Says the, no Gary's says allowed. The, yeah. You can have one. Um, and then in terms of what we're doing, like after this, our current plan uh, is to do some number ones. So get off this kind of long story arc mm-hmm. thing and check out, uh, you know, the first X-Men, Uncanny X-Men number one, um, giant size X-Men number one, and then the nineties uh, adjectiveless X-Men. Yeah. Uh, Chris Claremont and Jim Lee. That's seven. The first part of that seven part arc with uh, Magneto and the acolytes and shit. Yeah. Um, and then after that, who knows? Um, a couple of people have asked me, you know, about WandaVision. Like we will talk about WandaVision on this thing, but we're going to wait for it to wrap up. Yes. Because, uh, we don't want to seem like fools. No. You know, sitting around just being like, oh yeah, Mephisto's did it. And then, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. And then the show just doesn't, it's a complete fucking fake out. Like it's complete fucking yeah. fake out. Um, the, the show has been surprising to me so far. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like the way that this is setting stuff up for the the rest of the mcu i've been re-watching a bunch of mcu movies too um for better or for worse mm-hmm. <laughs> watch guardians of the galaxy 2 <laughs> age of I, ultron I like guardians of the galaxy 2 man do you really like yeah yeah um i i i actually kind of like age of ultron but i like guardians of the galaxy 2 more age of ultron i think is kind of fun it's not nearly as good as avengers 1 or 3 no um but. absolutely not i age of ultron was interesting just because of how much it does um like i think mm-hmm. 
like I think that movie can easily be lambasted because of its like lengthy fight scene and kind of the convolutions it goes to make the two teams be against each other and then set them up in the toy box. But like also yeah. Ant Man got big and what cool. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm I'm yeah, kinda yeah. also here for the toy box to a certain degree. Uh yeah, yeah. Well it, and it's got that horrible like Scarlet Wit or uh, uh yeah, uh, uh Black Widow you know hulk's a blot oh this is so fucking embarrassing dude and then like the um i had completely forgotten when they're like all trying to pick up the the hammer uh and Mm -hmm. tony stark makes the if i could pick it up i'm i'm the king of asgard and and thor's like oh yeah absolutely he's like well the first thing i'm gonna do is uh reinstate prima nocta and i'm like what the fuck joss whedon yeah super fucking gross you know we we should have all known you were a fucking creep I think a good amount and, uh, of people for have known for a long time. So, yeah. well, I mean, but we should have guessed. Yeah, and I didn't guess. You know, um, yeah, boy, um, yeah. But I, I've I've been feeling a, a rewatch of some of those as well, specifically like the the Avengers ones because of WandaVision. Yeah, that's why I, I went. Yeah. I've seen Avengers a lot so much, and Age of Ultron is where she and Vision are both introduced. Um, Mm-hmm. So I've been, it's been funny. Like the moment that vision shows up, that chick is in love. Like, like he pops yeah. out of that thing and he's got like smoke coming off of him. They cut the camera to her and she's just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> she is just into it. Damn, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck Petro. that synthetic. It's synthesoid. <laughs> That's going to happen. Yeah, that, yeah. I, lo- I love a fuck, fuck machine, a fucking machine. Actually, Wanda, I'm not, I can actually do many things. <laughs> nope. Um, you're the bike from the end of Burn After Reading. <laughs> uh, that's what that's you it. are to me. That's it. Uh, so yeah, that that's gonna be our plans. Um, WandaVision mm-hmm. will happen after the show wraps up, which as we're recording today is like three weeks from now. So uh, give us some time mm-hmm. on that, and we'll do like a big episode. We don't really know how we're gonna structure any of that stuff yet, but um, in the meantime, all number ones, no number twos. Uh, after we finish yep. Ecstatics, and send in your feedback, send it to us. So absolutely, let's talk about uh, Ecstatics twenty three. Yeah. Uh, you know, we basic cover, we have Hawkeye versus the vivisector, um, just and they're in Africa. We got some cool rhinos, mm-hmm. uh, in the background and we start off with this narration. Um, we're, we're going to later find out this is from the vivisector, from vivisector. I keep saying the, from vivisector. Um, he's talking about this fictional African nation of, uh, Azania and kind of how the, the brain has landed here and really thrown things off. Yep. Um, this balance between the government and the rebels, uh, both of which seem to be doing lots of war crimes and be pretty horrible. Yeah, this is, and like throughout this issue or throughout this half of the issue, uh, Vivisector and Hawkeye are going to talk about like the merits of each one of these sides. Um, and I'd, it, like it's obviously a fictional place but like I, you know pulled from the headlines if, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I was kind of surprised at how like deft them handling this stuff was like it doesn't seem tone deaf at all which is kind of when it started is exactly what i was expecting like uh, oh like you have giraffes running in the background of a cityscape like what are we doing like is this going to be stereotype central um but it, it turns out like they like especially vivisector kind of has a handle on this and it's just like we shouldn't be here like we shouldn't be on either yeah. one of these sides like um and i, I, I find that really just say at some point like this is too complicated for us exactly yeah like you know and and that's really meta Mm-hmm. uh in this like this is not uh, a playpen for superheroes like this we there's just more here than we can really deal with um which i like yep um so the the rebels uh, are fighting against the government um meanwhile the government has got a new weapon uh, at their disposal which is vivisector 
And the only reason yeah. he is he is here is to get the part of Dupe's brain. They have to find it. Uh, but of course, Hawkeye is here on the side of the rebels uh, to fight against him because he's promised the rebels have promised like if they if he helps him, them overthrow the government, then they'll give him Dupe's brain. Yeah. Um, and they they uh, they get into a fight, just like a superhero fight, um, you know, with lots of uh, expositional dialogue mm-hmm. around it, kind of debating the merits of these two, these two things. You know, whether uh, the government is the lesser of two evils because the rebels are monsters, um, but it doesn't matter because I need to get the brain and no matter what. And Vivisector at this point, the, the dialogue in this is very clever. Uh, Hawkeye is manipulating him uh, basically the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that starts right from the beginning. Uh, and it's it's really fucking devious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, he, he really comes off as him, like an uh, idiot, right? Like he's coming off as yeah, like a complete yeah. idiot during this the whole thing, which draws Vivisector's attention and then just just lulls them into a false sense of security and then like wins the day, basically. It's really it's really devious. It's deft as hell. You know, the, the part of it, you know, he starts off saying like, hey, you know, I don't have any powers, you know, so I have to work extra hard. Um, Vivisector gets the upper hand because he's a werewolf and Hawkeye is a guy with a bow. Uh, but Vivisector can't kill him. Like he can't uh, mess up his, his face because he's too attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkeye ends up knocking him out. You know, um, just uh, uh, there's this great like uh, he says, oh, you've impaled me. But I have to talk about dupe, the African t- context, um, you know, really good vivisector dialogue in this. Um, and the little rude awakening when Miles wakes up, he sees that the government um, has hung a bunch of people for being homosexual. Yep. Uh, here. Um, so they're maybe not the good guys he thinks they are. Exactly. Um, and meanwhile, like in the in the rebel camp, like they're they're forcing Hawkeye to, to like basically saying like, Hey, look, you know, we had an agreement, but you're not really coming through. Like you haven't done anything. Like we're super disappointed in you. Like we wish we had an Avenger with some superpowers, not you. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, we're, you could go read Matt fractions, uh, Hawkeye series or like more of this, like insecure Hawkeye stuff. And it works really, really well. And I find it very funny here. I find it very like endearing and kind of pitiful in that, which I think is the goal. And, and, Matt Fraction series, but like this is just very funny and, but also very earnest at the same time in a in a way. Yeah, like it kind of reminds yeah. me of um the Hobbits and Lord of the Rings. How like you could definitely make fun of those bros, but like they're the sweetest bros. <laughs> like they're just really <laughs> nice dudes. <laughs> they're just super super nice. Why are you making fun of them, man? No, I like the uh you know I love this. That's a, that's thing you can say about ecstatics as well. Like this is funny, but also a little bit sad. Yeah. Like, I still have sympathy for him. Like, he's literally just like, I'm trying my best. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> I'm not like, what t- do you expect? I'm not Tony Stark. No. Uh, there's a there's a great little bit. You know, Vivisector then tracks him down and says, like, hey, we need to talk. We need to go somewhere safer. And they go into a bombed out UN building. Very uh, funny. Very, very funny. funny. Um, and they basically, they're saying, like, hey, you know, uh, there's, there's a very aware dialogue here where uh miles is like yeah we're in over our heads africa is too complex and hawkeye says you're telling me why can't they be more like us Oof. uh you know just uh pretty aware um mm-hmm. they start talking about it um and this is where hawkeye is again playing a scheme you know he's, he keeps flattering miles like not everyone's as smart as you remember you know you're way smarter than i'll ever be but i have an idea let's team up let's be partners yeah um yeah. and of course yeah. by miles and, face uh, you miles, can see that- this means something completely yeah, yeah. different to him. Yeah, Miles makes a, a horny grin, um, cr- creates a horny grin on his face, and the two of them uh, team up for a little bit. 
um, with with Hawkeye playing Miles like a fucking fiddle the entire time. Yep. Um, I love the fact that every every time Hawkeye shoots an arrow and ecstatics, it's almost always the uh, punch glove arrow. That's just very funny to me. Like that's a joke that never gets old for me. Um, I love a boxing glove arrow. Yeah. Um, and Hawkeye does a lot of work of like, you know, we're both the runs of the litter, like really like just ingratiating himself and with, uh, with vivisector in order to to, to later deceive him. Um, which is, you know, very clever on Hawkeye's part. Yeah. Depressing. You know, uh, he's saying that they should team up as they're fighting the rebels, uh, and the government to get the, uh, get the, the brain and vivisector is like, Oh, vivisector and Hawkeye, it has a certain postmodern resonance. You know, he's just, he's just eating it up because he's out yeah. of time, especially with uh, the dudes, mm-hmm. you know, um, and Hawkeye is really laying it on thick in a way that if, if Miles wasn't so myopic, he'd see through, you know, he's yeah. like, you'll have to teach me how to be smarter, you know, like, yeah, we'll I'll teach you anything you together. want. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I'll teach you, know, I'll just spend a lot of time together. Tough work, but somebody's got to do it, you know, um, so they get the brain and then Hawkeye jets. Uh, just leaves. literally he's like, yeah, like he shoots you. an arrow at a quinjet and then is j- and jets out of the out of africa <laughs> yeah uh just just gets dangled across the the fucking atlantic mm-hmm. um you know to get home and you know he's just playing him which is uh you know which is sad he's it turns out he still has stuff to do with the avengers yeah you know they're very funny thing to leave <laughs> uh, to say i still have stuff to do with the avengers gotta go <laughs> It's going to be Kevin Feige when he's like 82 years old. No, wait, I have another idea. <laughs> Hold on. I've, what uh, if? I told you this before, before when I was uh, really watching a lot of competitive Left 4 Dead. Um, one of my favorite uh, the uh, uh, handles somebody had was BRB Bowflexen. Okay. Uh, which is, is very, very funny to me. Like, I'll be right back. I'm on my Bowflex. <laughs> Really funny. Uh, um, this brings us to part five, which is uh, Venus de Milo versus Ant Man. Um, they're in Antarctica, mm-hmm. where another piece of the brain has landed. Uh, Venus is talking to a um, atmospheric physicist, which I don't believe is named. Oh no, Professor Mott. Um, she's yeah. basically her job is to sit here alone in Antarctica um, and spend ten hours a day in a metal box measuring density and temperature. Um, yeah. So yay uh and immediately like as she's as she's approaching the the tent where this thing is uh her stomach starts to feel a little bad this one gets a little like weirdly meta like i i read them today uh, so i haven't read this twice or anything but like not not necessarily meta but like what is actually happening in this book versus what is just the, like in her imagination is kind of confusing to me so maybe we can go into it a second time is going to help me out uh, uh venus is is you know her powers are ill-defined mm-hmm you know, at this point, like basically the idea is that, uh, Ant-Man hits a ride inside her, uh, and is, uh, fucking with her. And we see like organs and stuff, Yeah, you know, organ meat and everything like weird bio caves. Um, you know, he pops out and she just basically tries to get rid of him, but she can't. So she, she has organs and stuff inside, uh, her, but also there's metaphor, yeah uh, you know um like she keeps trying to teleport him out uh and it, it's it's fucking her up like it, it's screwing her up Maybe she can't get rid of him she keeps throwing him away but every time she teleports back he's with her yeah she he sneaks aboard um and we get to this you know we cut eventually to ant-man and what he's doing is just pulling on nerves and buttons and stuff mm-hmm. like pulling on cords they look like the things you pull on a bus to make the bus stop 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not when you're driving yeah. the bus. Okay, yeah, that one took me. But I was like, what? Yeah, uh, you mean the brake pad? pad? Yeah. yeah, I don't drive, Jeremy. <laughs> Beat me up. The last time me, Gary drove, cars had brake tentacles, like much more expensive yeah, yeah. to swap out. <laughs> yeah. I was just driving a bus. I go to the back of the bus, request a stop, then go to the front and make it happen. Yeah. Give myself a little treat. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, so she she immediately like as he like he he comes up through her mouth and like expands to normal sized man and then she tries to teleport uh like away from him like she teleports the both of them to a cornfield and then tries to jet but he hitches a ride again so and he's like pulling on the insides as she's about to grab dupe's brain and teleports it to like japan or something um yeah and she doesn't think that that's possible but then she's thinking that and he can also hear those thoughts too so like this is all very strange and weird yeah, yeah. This this is the weaker half of the this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't really jokes uh, in it, and the mechanics of it are very confusing. Yeah. Um. Eventually, him fucking around inside her does enough damage to where she's like on the ground, like going to die. Um. And you know, we're in this meat space. We're also in this metaphor space as these uh, shirtless versions of Venus with arms that represent different parts of her personality come to start fighting Ant Man. Yeah. Um, you know, this is Venus de Milo's subconscious self and she's got sisters on, uh, um, she says fighting like, and they're fighting in, in like, at least metaphorically, or maybe even literally inside Venus de Milo's body. The sisters thing was weird. I know, I guess I just didn't ever read this, this woman is black at all. Um, but like, oh, there's, yeah, she, she's very black. Well, I mean, I know she's colored black, but <laughs> like she wasn't no, no, coated I, black, I, I guess <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, like she, she totally was. Like she, uh, she was the person who was like um, talking about. Uh, she gets in Tyke's head about that. There's a part where it's like, you know, you may be a, a brother who's in love with a dead girl, and I might be a, a sister who's in love with a white guy. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, I guess. And then okay, her cousin Jamal and her family. So, okay, my bad. You know? Um, all right. Um, so yeah, this is this is Venus de Milo's unconscious. I kind of. I kind of wish this was like some weird, like this, I'm the white blood cells or whatever that's come to, to get the invasing species out of her body or something, but like, whatever. Um, it, it, it doesn't work with Venus. It's weird that this would almost work with any other character. Yeah. You know, because they, she doesn't have a body. Yeah. Like that's kind of her whole thing. We've seen her just float as a bunch of energy in a tank, you know? So, um, the idea is that she's got these little repressed person people, you know, Ant-Man saying like, oh, you're so nice, you know, like you're a nice person. And she's like, yeah, she is because she jams us down. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea, this is her, and this is not characterization that, uh, was set up or particularly pays off, uh, in any way. Yeah. If, if, if anything, she's, she is literally one of the nicest characters <laughs> in the yeah. show, in the, excuse me, in the comic book. Um, like it. I think in the last couple of issues, like you see her going a little dark side, I guess, for lack of a better term. But like, I, you don't really like up until now, she's just had this. The one confrontation she's really had is with Guy and him getting over his ex. But like, I kind of feel like that was all valid for her. <laughs> like she wasn't making too terrible decisions or anything. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is. There's not a lot to the hidden dark side. Yeah, of Venus, and there's not. You know, these. This is the last. Uh, set of episodes we're recording on this show this is the fourth from the final issue you know we're not going to get that um, uh, at this point and she doesn't even really win at this point like there it's a stalemate you know they they're holding ant-man down and they, they can keep him here and they're like well he says i'll turn to a cancer i'll turn to a tumor if i stay here 
and you know we'll both die and her subconscious like that's fine uh until eventually a psychic projection of dr mott shows up and says hey this is killing venus um, why don't you guys do this a civilized way let's flip a coin yep you know and and she goes on to say like i mean like her 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 argument that convinces them is like 12 countries signed a, a document that saying that they weren't going to exploit antarctica and i'm like there are hundreds of countries <laughs> like this is not a very good <laughs> there's so many like if you if you do the ratio there it does not work out in your favor at all but it works mm-hmm. uh, so they they do a heads or tail call and um venus de milo wins um and basically like wakes up in the real world where professor Mott did not have this conversation with her at all. Um, and you know, kind of mentions it like, Oh, I won heads or whatever. And she's like, what, what? And then Venus is like, I don't have time to explain. See you later. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, this doesn't, uh, you know, the ecstatics characters are not really winning through power or anything. Mm-hmm. They're kind of winning through luck. Like dead girl literally just like went into a poison soup and, and manipulated and Venus won from a coin flip. Like X tags are worse superheroes yeah. than the Avengers mm-hmm. in this. Um, and this, that little, like, you know, 12 countries could come away to say that we don't do nuclear testing in Antarctica thing feels a little bit like shoehorning some trivia into me. Yeah. You know, like Peter Milligan read the Wikipedia on Antarctica <laughs> before this. Wanted to include that. Um, you know, not, uh, not particularly good. Yeah. Not particularly that, uh, that, that's strong or interesting especially after all of so. the like uh made up but pulled from obvious like r- real life resources you know with the fight in africa which i thought was handled very, yeah, very well the hotel rwanda yeah exactly so uh, um, bad. so this is this is still um, good though like i think the second half of this issue is it's just very strange like it just doesn't it doesn't feel like I don't know. Like I, I was reading it, and when I, when I finished reading it, I was like, I'm kind of confused about what just happened here. Like it just, it was kind of mushy in a way that it normally isn't. But it's also very fun to see Ant Man have to freak out about like worried about being turned into a cancer slash tumor inside of somebody else's body. Yeah, yeah. and also I love old school Ant Man. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of that. Um, you know, it's still it's still fun to see the drawings, like these little bioscapes that they're in. You know, the idea of Ant-Man shrinking down and, like, just pulling on people's nerves and stuff is pretty yeah, cool. that's a good you know, idea. Like red art. Yeah. I'm sure he's done it before, but the art really sells it on this one, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, but this issue uh, suffers from not being the next issue, uh, <laughs> which the- I think is the funniest issue uh, in the series. That is, that is the problem, so, is that it's not as good as the thing that yep. comes after it. So, Yeah. Um, it's a, unfair to hold it to it, but I will. Um. Thanks everybody for uh, for watching. Yeah, we appreciate you mm-hmm. or for listening rather. Uh, if you're watching, no, thank you. That's fucking weird. Um, and uh, you can you should go to Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV. You should. You get access to the Slack channel. You get exclusive podcasts. You get um, episodes early. Not only of this this podcast, but of most of the podcasts on the network. Um, it is extremely good. Um, so definitely yeah. go check all of that out. Hmm um yeah and uh we uh uh, we'll be back uh, in just a couple days yeah see you soon everybody so take care